Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast. I've got time. I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and how to embody the Be Better lifestyle. <laughs> Hello. <Hey. laughs> Sup, girl? Um, what's up? <laughs> Nothing really, you know, just trying to get into the flow of the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a new outlook on life today because yesterday I bought a planner. Yeah. So today I'm a new version of me. Organized Shay. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry Shay. Like I literally just ate and at this point I think like my stomach is trying to be the third member of the podcast because every episode i don't know if y'all hear it if y'all picking up on those noises but it be my stomach on the mic like like for no reason and this time i did not just eat a snickers bar i think i said that on my channel i was like i don't know why my stomach's growling i just ate a snickers Like, that's enough. Girl. Listen, the Snickers commercial said you're not yourself when you're hungry. That means that it does satisfy some appetite. Those peanuts, peanuts are full of protein. Anyways. <laughs> you look absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're also very beautiful and stunning. Thanks. So, um, yeah, what's good in the hood? What, how you feeling? Um, I hate that I keep saying that. <laughs> it, it stuck. I just want to tell a small, small, small story time. Like, <laughs> so last year I told myself I was going to get a job, right? Which, mm-hmm. as a creative, we know how that goes. You either get a job and you just hate your life until you can quit it again. Or you get a job and basically the first week you already know it's not going to work out for you because they be mm-hmm. having you fucked up. So... The problem with this job is that they lied. They told me it was a position where I was going to be doing like, um, what, like nonprofit work mm-hmm. with the D.A.R.E. program. Like making events and stuff. Events. That's what he said. It was event planning. <laughs> I had like finagled my resume and everything, y'all. Like I went all out. I went to the interview. I was super excited. I got the job immediately on the spot. That should have been a red flag. Yeah. Because why is the event planning job not giving me more than one interview? Like, that didn't even make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I was just too excited and thirsty. And so I get to the job on the first day. The first thing is I get in there. the, The dude is like, can you come back in 30 minutes? Boy, what? First of all, if you guys are from Virginia Beach, if you're all Virginia Beach listeners, nobody drives from Hampton mm-hmm. to Virginia Beach and then talking about coming back in 30 minutes. So that, that was the first thing. Don't inconvenience my time and energy. That would be having me fucked up. The second thing is I get in there and he's like, okay, this dude is going to be training you. And I actually met this guy and he's really super cool. I wish I could like remember his name and his at right now. I don't know. Maybe I'll tag him on the podcast Instagram, but he's like training me. And then he's like, basically we about to take a folding, a folded table, like an outdoor table and stand outside of like a grocery store and then beg for donations. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if you should call it begging. Like, is that wrong? I mean, you're... 
is literally begging like, hey, can you donate to the D.A.R.E. program? Can you donate to the D.A.R.E. program? And like, so basically what the company makes money off of collecting profits for D.A.R.E. We're not doing any actual events for D.A.R.E. I would have never signed up for a job like this. First of all, it was December. It was cold as fuck. And if you know me, you know that like I do not like to be cold. That's a... Yeah. Something that is a minor inconvenience to somebody else, and that makes a big difference if I am like staying or going somewhere. Period. If I am cold, if I'm uncomfortable, I gotta go. So that was the first thing. Yeah. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. It was just, the fact that he just lied about it all together. Like, that is so annoying. Save both of us time and energy by just being honest about what the position is. Mm-hmm. And then, so the second day, for some reason, I can't remember what it was, I had to leave work early. And I let him know, like, I'm going to be leaving work early. And this dude wasn't standing outside with us at all. It was just me and the other dude. He was lollygagging. He didn't have no ride. He was, like, asking me, can we take my car to the grocery store? <laughs> Sir, how are you paying me right in my checks and you don't even have a working vehicle? That don't sit right with me either. Yeah. And then when I call him, I text him and let him know, like, I'm going to be leaving work early. And then he going to say, do I want to work or not? Do you need employees or not? Because me leaving work two hours early versus you never seeing me again, that's where we're at with this. And I literally <laughs> let him know right there. I was like, the way that you conduct in business basically is messy as fuck. And he going to tell me, you don't have to work here. Uh, it's all good in the hood. First of all, I noticed why did dude did not tell me it's all good in the hood. He had already gave me his life story and everything, so I knew that he was not from no hoods. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was extremely problematic and offensive to say it's all good in the hood. And when I tell my best friend, she white, she was like, <laughs> me and my son say that all the time. <laughs> and I was like, never say that again. <laughs> like, never say that shit again. But now it, I be saying it, yeah. and it reminds me every time about that. He that dude, I don't want to bring looks into it, but I am because I'm messy like that. He looked literally like one of those mucus monsters off of the Mucinex commercial, Ew. but white instead of green. <laughs> I'm, if you're listening to this, Oogie Boogie Man, <laughs> you are problematic. We gotta flag. I, I quit immediately, obviously, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to um share how you feeling? Sorry about that side quest. <laughs> um, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm not in the hood, you know. We are not. Laid it out the mud. Oh, she said, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know. I'm good. I'm just. I've been tired like the last three episodes, but I'm tired. You need to get some rest, baby, but like, I'm not trying to be funny, but you need to have better boundaries with yourself because I'm not going to go to sleep earlier. I can't. I literally can't. My mind doesn't shut shut down at 9 and 10 p.m. like regular people. I'm going to be up to about 2, 3 in the morning and every night you want to like kick it and hang out and chill with me. And, like, you can't do that. You need your rest. You're not that girl. I went to sleep last night. What time? Two in the morning? No, it wasn't two in the morning. I went to bed, like, I don't know. I wasn't looking at the time. But I wasn't up late. 
I'm going to pull a Max. You're capping. <laughs> Stop the cap. He is funny, bro. You yeah, guys, Max funny. wants to come on an episode of the podcast. Y'all have to let us know what y'all think about that. What you think about it? You didn't really say nothing. Um, I think it would be interesting. I think we should have a backup just in case. I'm scared of what he's going to say. <laughs> Remember when you used to Remember when you used to spank me? <laughs> It, it, it might be cool to have him on one episode. Um, I don't know because I'm like really iffy about putting my kids online, online all the time. Um, if I do, I kind of like post and delete them or I only post pictures of like their face, not their body. Like y'all know what's going on in the world and online spaces and just kidnapping in general. Like mm-hmm. it's, to me, it's not the online spaces that don't be safe. And since we do, you know, post our video content, I'm not sure if, like, I just want that out in the internet of Max. So, it's something that I really need to think about. Okay. I mean, we can always just record something with him and it can be, like, just a cool, fun, quality time thing. Yeah. I mean, we can have him in one segment and just not post clips from that segment. Yeah. That's a, uh, something to think about. We can do that. Yeah. How are you feeling? I see how I was feeling. Oh. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share the affirmation of the week? <clears throat> this week's affirmation is... I got to get my... Maya Angelou. Those videos be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Angelou to you, bitch. <laughs> I can't even... That's a voice I can't imitate. I feel like I could if I, I tried, to... but I've never really been a... um. Impressions person, I think. I don't know if I can do her. I would have to hold my tongue different. Okay, the affirmation. (laughs) (laughs) I am exactly where I am supposed to be. This moment is the only one that matters. And Shay's stomach. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting on my nerves for real, though. Um, How do you feel about this affirmation? Um... It feels like a good time to accept that mm-hmm. everything happens in order and there's no need to rush into anything or try to figure out what's next. Yeah. Just go with the flow. Definitely. I've been having a hard time with that like the last couple of weeks. I feel you. I feel like I've been having a hard time with that in life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got on my wavy earrings today, so I'm going with the flow, you know. Yeah, surf's up, baby. I um, I can relate to that. I feel like this affirmation makes reminds me to be more present and grounded in each moment because how we get stressed out is either stress from an emotional reaction to something that happened to us in the past. That's like our current environment is somehow reminding us of a past situation mm-hmm. or is because we are worried about what's coming next. So like, you know, to limit our stress and have less worries and overthinking and stuff like that, like just being present and focusing on, okay, what can I do right now? What are my tasks for today? What can I do today that is going to help me work towards the better version of myself or just 
if your only goal for today is to have a good fucking day, like only worry about having a good day. Only worry about protecting your peace. So I feel like this affirmation is just a reminder of that. Um, but I definitely can relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like that. Mm. <clears throat> I'm totally fine, guys. <laughs> it's going to be okay, you know? Sometimes we do feel that. Like, I think um, I go back and forth with, like, being on social media and stuff and just like, oh, you know, well, what, like the comparison thing, you know, mm -hmm. comparison can be the thief of joy. And lately I've just been feeling really dissatisfied with like the growth of the podcast. Like once we decided we was going to go all in it, like mm -hmm. in my mind, I felt like it was going to like immediately start to manifest the growth into the podcast, mm -hmm. especially because I feel like we really are putting a lot of energy and work into it but we not getting the views I feel like we deserve. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much purpose and stuff and I get really frustrated every week a new celebrity drops another podcast. Like when Megan, Megan Marco dropped hers and it was like, okay, she about to have listeners all over the world. And not to say that like Megan Mark Marco doesn't deserve listeners, but she has so many other platforms available to her have yeah. conversations. And I know that, like, one listener from another podcast doesn't take away from the listeners that we're gaining. Like, people could listen to 10,000 podcasts a week if they want to. But it just it frustrates me. Like, even this week, Kiki Palmer dropped a new podcast, and I was like, girl. Yeah. Like, let the little people shine. Like, I feel like when podcasting first started, it was a chance for regular people to let their voice be heard. Yeah. And... That's been something that's been getting making me feel, you know, like a certain type of way. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I in alignment? Is am I gonna see growth from this? Yeah, it's definitely discouraging sometimes, <clears throat> especially since it seems like well, it seems like it's pretty much they start a podcast and immediately have like mm -hmm. a million listeners. Yeah. Like, that was another thing with the B. Simone podcast. And I think that they do have valuable conversations on her podcast. I haven't given a full listen, but I've seen, like, clips or, like, shorts on YouTube and stuff. And I just feel like she's another person who has hella platforms. She literally could go live on Instagram and talk about this stuff. Yeah. And that irritates me. I feel it. Um, our friends of the show, Bianca and Shani and Mindful BS, they dropped an episode this week that was like, so you want to be a podcaster? Mm -hmm. You guys should check that out if you are interested in becoming a podcaster, like Cherry and myself. If you have interest in it or just want to know, like, you know, what it's about and maybe think about it. It's a cool episode to listen to. Um, but I wanted to bring that up because, well... I feel like we should kind of move into another segment a little bit. But I was like, I perceive myself so different than the other people around me perceive me because, like, I look at myself. I don't know, like, I criticize myself based off of who I used to be still. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was listening to their episode this week and they had, like, shouted me out a couple times or whatever. Like, first they was like, we should bring Shay on to talk about astrology and, like, um, although I do my YouTube channel, I don't like pitch myself to people, you know, mm -hmm. or then they was talking about like, um, people, when you do a podcast, you'll need like a logo and all this stuff. And it was like, you should hit up Shay for like graphic design. Like she's super good. And like, 
that kind of like sparked something in me because although I graphic design every week for the show, I kind of gave up on like trying to do it professionally in a sense Mm -hmm. because it wasn't growing fast enough for me. It wasn't like I wasn't seeing the results of the work that I was doing or putting into it. But, um, um, what I was going to say is, is I kind of want to jump into mental health matters real quick. Okay. So this week in mental health matters, we are talking about basically your physical and your spiritual environment. Like you are what you eat, everything that you put into yourself, whether it is actual food. I mean, we talked about this before, whether it is the type of environment you are, the type of people that you hang around, the type of people that you work with or socialize with. um, The people you follow on different platforms, mm -hmm. all that impacts you and who you are in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, it's important to reflect on how we feel about ourselves currently and is it the feelings that we have about ourselves, one, are they our feelings or is it something that somebody else told us to believe about us? Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, is me talking to myself gonna in a negative way or thinking about myself in a negative way, is that contributing to the highest version of myself? Like, it's mm-hmm. usually not. It's usually like lowering your vibration. And just like being present like how I was saying last week I was making time for just being present in who I am right now and being okay with the amount of growth that I've had this far and just chilling sometime yeah yeah how do you feel like as far as your mental health does how has that impacted you like now and in the past the of your physical and spiritual environment um I think <clears throat> I can recognize it as different phases of things that I watch, like on YouTube. I was actually going through my history. Mm-hmm. I think that was last night I was going through my YouTube history. And it was like, wow, I was really into this at one point. And like it being photography. Mm-hmm. And I'm still into photography, but it's like it wasn't it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. So I just moved on to other things. Um, but yeah, everything, pretty much everything I was consuming was somehow related to creating some type of media. Or, like, my first fitness social media phase. Mm-hmm. I have, like, a whole, um, you know how you can make categories on Instagram? Mm-hmm. I got a whole fitness category. But, like, some of the stuff I was looking at, it was like, I wanted my body to look like this. It's interesting, right? It's like, that's, girl, some of this, it's not genetically possible. It's just not in you. <laughs> and Oh, my God. You have to go see Dr. Miami. He been eating me up with these TikToks, by the way. Look, it, 
If you don't do nothing this week, please follow Dr. <laughs> Miami on TikTok because this dude is so fucking funny. Like, who is in charge of his TikToks? Call us. We need yeah. some help because... They definitely understand the internet. They definitely understand how TikTok works. Like, using the sounds and literally niching it into their content. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I was going to bring him up later on, but like, <laughs> why we here to what he did with the Drake? Oh yeah! Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, he gets it. He literally gets it. But yeah, um, I don't know. Depending on what it is, I feel like it always would lead me to compare myself to whatever I'm watching, mm-hmm. their talent or their body. If it's a fitness person, or their level of success like it would definitely influence me and sometimes have me feeling like it's just not possible for me Mm -hmm. but at the same time like in the back of my mind I always feel like I can do anything and do it well and I think that's where I really get frustrated because it's like well why isn't it you know yeah I definitely feel the same way I feel like because we both black fat fives, we kind of like approach life in the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like we have the mm-hmm. same intention behind the things that we do. But also that's like we have the same downfalls, which is like if this is not working out like in three months, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm moving <laughs> on to the next thing because why am I going to keep putting energy and time and attention towards to it? I learned to listen to myself in each moment like in each day to figure out my needs and not like rush into decisions and stuff like that because say like when I decided that I didn't want to do um three strikes podcast no more it was like although it seemed like a quick hasty decision like one after one day we recorded an episode and I just like called my co-host like yeah I don't want to do the podcast no more it was yeah. like something I had been thinking about for months, though, at the yeah. same time. Um, but I wasn't listening to myself. I was like, it's such a good show. It can get better. If I communicate my needs to them, then they'll, like, pitch in more. And, like, none of this stuff was changing. But then there is situations where I look back and I realize that if I would have put more energy into something, more consistency then it could have probably grew. Like, mm-hmm. I feel that way about the baby brood, um, which is basically, like, my Etsy shop, my baby onesie clothing brand. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of potential in that business. I think it's it super is. good. I think that my social media presence has the potential to be really good because I could do it as, like, a family slash parenting blog but also buy my shit like it had a lot of good things to in it but I felt like one I had already been working in my Etsy shop for over a year doing the greeting guard co so I already had this level of like urgency like why isn't the universe moving in alignment with my timing of when I feel like this should be right for me or I should have success from this but now that we're in this space we are with I've got time and my skills have grown. I have like more understanding of like business in general. It's like if I would have been more patient with the baby brood and like just 
paced myself, gave myself time to learn and not been comparing myself to other people's success on social media, Mm -hmm. then like, you know, it could be more successful right now. Yeah. But again, everything happens in order. Yeah, that's a fact. And I chose to take a break from the baby roots so that we could put more energy into the podcast. So in my mind, everything is going to work out the way that it should. Like when the podcasts are taking off, then that'll be our opportunity to start working more on our brands again, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I was feeling you. <laughs> I'm shocked this is the first time one of us said this actually on the podcast because we actually do be seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ice Spice. Okay. Shout out. Um, well, so yeah. what what are we actually talking about this week? <clears throat> this week we're talking about astrological and seasonal changes. Mm. I feel like they're kind of well not one and the same, but kind of one and the same. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, everything is connected. <laughs> okay, don't play with me because Manifest just came back this week. <laughs> and, like, that is me and Cherry's shit. We was so thirsty for this last season. Like, first of all, the way season two ended, that really had me messed up. Yeah. I feel like they could have came in, like, better, though. Um, I don't really consider myself to be an astrologer, but I do know a lot of information about astrology because I use it in my business and my personal life every single day. Um, astrology is a major key to life. Mm -hmm. It is something that you can like really use to help your personal growth or your spiritual journey, which in my opinion, it's the same thing, but it's up to your perception of what those two things are, really. But they're the same thing, like, for real. Ascension is personal growth. It's, like, me growing into the best version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your experience with astrology? Before you met me, did you, like, never, like, get into astrology? Um, I wouldn't say never, but it was very surface level. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's still... Kind of surface level. Like, I don't do a deep dive, like, unless it's really about me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, the first thing is that, like, I just want to make a statement about astrology and that it's fucking science. A lot of people try and, like, demonize it or make it seem like it's something witchy or that is not even real at all it's just made up information and it's literally the placements of the planetary alignment (laughs) this is not something that a random gentleman just made up and wrote down a million chapters of and told stories (coughs) if anything (laughs) it might be the bible the self Bible, mm. because I really actually have an interesting take on that. I ain't gonna share that here because you know people be they be trying to come for your personal beliefs and stuff like you crazy and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, we are in like what fall and we're transitioning into winter. Yeah, I was just talking about this in my video last week. Winter solstice is December. 21st 
So that's when we're mm-hmm. like officially in wintertime or something, I think. That's interesting. I think so. Winter solstice might not be the mark of wintertime. I could be totally wrong about that. But um, when we have seasonal changes, it's four seasons. The seasons represent the elements. The elements are earth, water, air, fire. I talked about this on a previous episode about how you can use those elements to manifest and stuff like that. So basically, when we have meet different seasons, we're like approaching new versions of ourselves. You know, we enter in a new cycle of our life and our inner world you know, inside our, our body systems and our mind and spiritually, it's reflecting what's happening on outside. So when you think about the fall season, it's like the leaves are shedding. You know what I mean? The weather is changing. It's getting colder. Mm-hmm. Imagine how that is like also occurring within us in our own world. And like, that's kind of like where astrology takes place. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what, what, um, what sign we're in this month? <laughs> Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> we are in Scorpio season until about the 21st or 22nd of November. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Everything changes over like the 23rd or the 22nd, depending on what month it falls in. So if you ever want to like, you know, figure out, oh, well, when does it go into the next sign? It's usually, like, towards the third week of the month. Hmm. Yeah, so Scorpio season, Scorpio's an interesting sign. Like, if you know any Scorpios in your life, you probably think they're, like, a little bit mysterious. And that kind of energy makes us feel like questioning the unknown. Um Fear, uh, Scorpio kind of represents like your fears a little bit. Scorpio represents like the occult stuff that is like witchy, you know, it's like the Halloween season, but like the parts of your inner self. To Mm -hmm. me, Scorpio definitely represents like the shadow. So like your shadow side is basically the wounded parts of yourself, the parts of yourself that need healing the parts of yourself that you have yet to get to know, the parts of yourself that you might push down for the comfortability of other people. So when we're transitioning to a season like this, where we come from summertime, Mm -hmm. where it's the sun, it's our childlike energy, it's so much joyful energy, and then we go into a darker season like this, this is Scorpio, what it brings up is like, not good feelings Mm -hmm. but it's intentional because in this season these feelings are being brought up so that we can release them it's like okay i have certain perception or feelings or ideas this is the stuff that i need to let go because it's like limiting me and holding me back so what we happens when we like in certain seasons of a certain sign it's just going to have like triggers that are related to the the characteristics of that sign so that's where we at right now with Scorpio. So this is why <laughs> it's why you're more tired because you're it's more energy that you're processing your emotions, you're processing your thoughts, you're processing who am I? What if I feel different? You know, you're trying to make sense of everything. You're trying to figure out what do I do next? What do 
what should I be doing? Am I doing something wrong? You start to question your relationships and the people around you. Like you start to question everything. But be present in it. It's not something that you're supposed to be like, ah, this is making me uncomfortable. Like discomfort creates change. So like whenever I'm in a comfortable, uncomfortable place, I ask myself, would I rather be uncomfortable for a short amount of time or would I rather continue in the discomfort that is my entire life right now for the next five years? Because when you really process all the stuff that you don't like about your life mm -hmm. and that you have the power to change it, starting right now, you can make little changes. You can change behavior, behaviors that you have. You can try and learn more about yourself. And you can choose to do that, mm -hmm. or you can stay exactly where you are right now. Knowing you're not liking a bunch of stuff that's going on in your life. Okay, okay. When you say it like that, it sounds like... It's an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's totally fine that I want to cry in the car every day. Totally fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Scorpio is a water sign. Water is the emotions. It's the feelings. You know what I'm saying? Everything makes sense. Now, we did have this week a um, new moon eclipse in the sign of Taurus. Hey, guys. So, it was actually a full moon and not a new moon. But continue. That's mm -hmm. another reason why you could be feeling so, like, tired and drained. Because Taurus is, like, a very, like... They get a bad rep for being kind of like lazy, but they're really just like homebodies type of people. Like they love comfort. Mm -hmm. They love comfort and pleasure in every sense. So they want to be like eating good food, the food to them that brings them the most comfort. That's like something we'll be more led to do during this week. They want to be like wearing cozy materials that makes the whatever material feels the best on their body and things. They want to be in an environment that feels good to them. So this week you might be feel led to switch up your decor or like move your furniture around or maybe do a deep clean, yeah. stuff like that. And um, it's also just important not to think about what the sign is, but also like, okay, this is a new moon. So new moon represents like inspiration it represents like what are you, what intentions are you setting for this cycle so that's what you want to do in a new moon is like set new intentions plan manifest and really just it's like every moon cycle has a thing so mm -hmm. i don't want to like put too much on it just being like a new moon because mm -hmm. there's like you know phases there's different phases that you break it down and do but yeah yeah and then, of course, it's an eclipse. So that kind of like doubles up on the Scorpio energy because eclipse is basically the shadow, a shadow on the moon. And the moon represents your emotions. The moon represents the sign of cancer. The mm -hmm. sign of cancer, <laughs> it represents unconditional love. So it's like now there is a veil being pulled off from our eyes, our perception of what unconditional love represents to us. Do we have it in our life? Are we acting in unconditional love? And if we're not, we probably, the energy of this time is bringing experience in our life to show us like, yeah, no, you don't. Mm 
or yeah, yes, you do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Astrology does not have to be confusing because at any given time, you can literally go to YouTube and look up Taurus, New Moon, 2022 you know what i mean yeah and somebody can explain it to you in a really cool way that you enjoy hearing or you can not at all really worry about what the current stuff is and just focus on yourself and you can look up your own birth chart get a birth chart reading you know what i'm saying it's up to you it doesn't have to be overwhelming and if you feel like astrology is super overwhelming to you then just take it like one one house at a time, one step at a time. Okay. Sorry, my mind is like in so many places right now. I'm trying to reel it in. Where's your mind at? Do you want to share with the class? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about a little bit of everything. Yeah. And like, yeah. Why do people hate Gemini so much? <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. Honestly, um, I feel like Geminis are misunderstood because to me, Geminis are like what Libras think they are or what people perceive Libras to be. Geminis have the potential to be very balanced people because they have the two sides to themselves. And it's all about how people on a personal level decide to manipulate those energies. So, like, on a low vibration, somebody that is a Gemini could be, like, really gossipy or always sensing, like, cheese may or something. Like, oh, my God, what is wrong with you, girl? Like, mm -hmm. you know? But then on a high vibration, somebody can manipulate those same energies to be an unbiased participant in a conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like... To me, a lower or high vibration, although that's very much about your emotional state, mm -hmm. what your, emo your emotional state kind of dictates how it is that you operate in the world. So the more conscious you are about your emotional state and you're like more balanced in your feelings and stuff, then you can like not take things personally and be open to other people's beliefs and perceptions and stuff like that. And so that your vibration is higher. You're more consciously aware. You're more mature in a sense. Where somebody that is lacking that maturity, it's going to be about them. It's going to be more rooted in what people think are negative emotions, which there's no such thing as bad emotions. All of them are meant to be filled and responded to. It's just like how you perceive those emotions. Like when you're sad, people want to perceive sadness like it's such, as a, such a hard thing when you need to be sad. Or else yeah. you wouldn't be. You need to express those feelings and have those feelings so that you can process whatever is going on, not only just in your body and your mental and your emotional state. Like, girl, it's literally all connected. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's what I think about Geminis. I think Geminis are cool. Um, You're like the first Gemini that I've ever been close to, really. Like, I have an aunt that's a Gemini, but we've never been, like, that close for a long time. So, but I think um, I enjoy Geminis a whole lot because we share the same planet, which is Mercury. Mm -hmm. And Mercury is the sign of communication. So, like, I can hang out with a Gemini all day and just, like, talk and talk and talk and share, like, ideals and stuff like we do. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's perfect that we're podcasting together. You know what I'm saying? It's so much in alignment. 
but there's other people that don't like Gemini's and it's because depending on that lower ho, ho, ho <laughs> low on that ho. <laughs> depending on the low or high vibration like what your conscious state is what your level of maturity is the thing is we don't like other signs because what it is that we're perceiving in them is a reflection of us and where we are in our journey so a lot of the times the things that we say we don't like about people like I'll say like I hate Scorpios but the reason I hate them is because they're so intensely emotional and that I do not like that shit it makes me hella uncomfortable but actually if I leaned into being more intensely emotional it would help heal a lot of my own trauma you know what I mean it's like the things that we be lacking in ourselves is like what we despise in the other people and part of it could be like actual real jealousy. Like, you know how Leos get a bad rep. They self self-centered and they're always like just me, 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 me. And like Leos are actually one of the most like caring signs. Um, they are literally the energy of the child. Like unless you hate kids, kids energy is so precious. Like they just so carefree and say whatever they think and feel. And like that's, I hate people <laughs> that's um you know that's like a good place to be but if somebody who's like trying to avoid that part of themselves they're gonna not feel comfortable around a Leo energy or if somebody who doesn't have that confidence or the self-esteem that comes with being a Leo they're gonna feel insecure being even more insecure being around a Leo because they don't have that love for themselves it's like what that person has in some way we're lacking mm-hmm and just not able to to like compute that for ourselves you know what i mean yeah yeah okay yeah i mean people hate virgos uh i feel like virgos is one of the most hated signs that's interesting it is interesting um i can see why people hate virgos a lot of people personally think me, I can't speak for all Virgos, but people think that I could be like a know-it-all or condescending. I think that um, when I was on a lower vibration, I used to be more judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in my family, like now the way that my cousins and stuff come and talk to me about stuff, they did not used to do that because they would be like, Shay's judgmental, like I'm not talking to her about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know, like, people was thinking about me that way. And then one day my sister told me, and she was like, well, they all think you judgmental. And I was like, what? And in my mind, I just be trying to help people. So I just tell them what I think that is a solution. Mm-hmm. And they do be real-life solutions. But the ch- what I've learned is that I got to mind my own business. Unless somebody actually comes to me for advice, mm-hmm. my solutions are not warranted. You know what I'm saying? They just going to think that I'm, like, shitting on them or talking down on their life when I'm genuinely coming from a place of like intentionally want to help somebody, you know, yeah. or make their situation better. And if people not ready to do what it takes to get out of whatever situation they in, they're going to be even more irritated with you for trying to tell them like, well, if I could just do it, then I would. And it'd be like, but you could just do it. Yeah. Like just to leave that nigga. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I used to be that friend where I would get so involved in everybody else stuff, but then that was also something I was doing to avoid my own shit. So it's like the personal accountability and self-reflection is very much necessary. And I feel like learning yourself through astrology um, 
helps you have that self-reflection. I think that's something, one reason why you kind of like avoid it. You like, you stay surface level with it because it can be overwhelming. Like you open up your birth chart and then the information be too familiar. You feel like you're in a therapy session and they telling you everything that's wrong with you, even though they do be highlighting like good qualities and stuff, you know, but, um, you have, we have to be willing to do the self work. We have to be willing to see ourselves for who we truly are and, choose to make better choices that's gonna impact our lives positively like that's the point of it it's not like so you can cast spells on people <laughs> literally has nothing to do with magic it's not magic it's science yeah magic is a whole other thing it's literally a whole other thing <laughs> so you know i feel like oh, it was almost 111 <laughs> um we can move into the next segment, though. Like, if you feeling froggy, we can leap, rip it, rip it. <laughs> Let's leap. <laughs> so, um, what are we discussing today in Forest Bias? So, for Forest Bias, we're talking about Terrell Grice. If you don't know who he is, he's the guy that has that YouTube channel with the blue background. And people come on his show and they sing. He does the word association. And that's basically the gist of the show. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Um, especially if it's like one of his friends or something. Like when Coco was on there. Coco Jones. Love her. Shorty from Bel Air. Um, don't do Coco Jones like she's just from Bel Air. Like, no, I'm saying if you show. don't know who she is, you might know her from Bel Air. Because uh-huh. if I never saw the Terrell show, I would have no idea who she was until I saw Bel Air. You really didn't know Coco? That makes me Not sad. prior to watching the. Her I mean, I guess um, she was show. like a child star. So if you didn't watch that kind of stuff, yeah. then it's like you wouldn't have no access to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Terrell Grice um, has signed with CAA. Um, which is like a girl stick to the script. Oh, sorry. <laughs> all you gotta do is read I was it, Cherry. To give all of the, but all you background. gotta do is read it. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. This is what I'm about to show you. Okay. Okay. Terrell Grice is the host of the Terrell Show, mm-hmm. and he just got signed with CAA. He is a creator and also producer who, and currently has like over 1.1. Million subscribers. That's wild. Mm-hmm. On YouTube. Even that right there is giving me like, why isn't it me? Why am I not being signed by CAA? Yeah. I'm not a performative content creator and that's why. But we'll cycle back on that on a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he currently stars in an unscripted series with Coco Jones. And this is a super huge opportunity for him because if you guys like i don't know what age group y'all in if y'all are age group then y'all kind of like grew up with youtube like once youtube came out like i probably was like 19 or 18 or something but it's been a part of my adulthood journey Mm -hmm. And, uh, and youtube has had a lot of changes like yeah a lot of different changes so it's like really exciting when you see content creators especially black ones like finally being recognized for all the hard work that they put into the platform and just like 
getting their money. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Because the disadvantages, not just on YouTube, but all of the social media platforms um, between people of color and white people is disgusting. It's actually really terrible. So it's great just to talk about this and recognize how awesome it is for a black content creator to really be getting his flowers and the new opportunities that can come with this. Because when you have management, now you're not only limited to that one platform. Next thing you know, people are seeing you in movies. Maybe you might be dropping a song or two. Mm-hmm. You getting that budget. It's just nice. So kudos to him. Um, CAA is stands for, what is it? I don't know what it stands for, child. I thought I... It's like a like an agency. Kind I mean, of like a it, talent it is an agency, management but, uh, agency. Um, okay, so it's called Creative Artist Agency. Yeah. So they basically specialize in entertainment, music, and sports management. Um, and they have a plethora of clients, super diverse. Some of them including Quincy Brunson, Zendaya Coleman, and Ava DuVernay. Oh, and also Saweetie. Yeah. Like, when you think about how Sweetie rose to fame so quickly, first of all, like, I feel like her journey was, like, crazy. To see her in, with a whole McDonald's meal last year, like, I mm-hmm. all... Since I seen her start growing on social media, I was like, who is her management? Yeah. Because they is out there working for her. Especially when you see other girls who have a ton of talent, talent like Normani, and she don't be getting no gigs. And it's like, what is going on with the management? Well, yeah. We'll get into that another time. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, shout out to Terrell. Shout out. It's my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have, have more topics than just that one today for Forest Bias. Like, I feel like we kind of like expanding the show a little bit. Like, I mean, we growing or whatever. Yeah, I feel like it kind of depends on what the topic is for the week because if we have like a super long topic, it's like we don't really get into the the segments. Like, get yeah. into it, yeah, you know. Yeah, get into it, yeah. <laughs> um, this week was our um local elections we had voting yesterday i went to go vote for the first time ever mm-hmm. i feel slightly ashamed about that um don't be ashamed so yeah i do feel slightly ashamed <laughs> <laughs> my stomach's telling it all yeah just um just slightly only because the reason i want to talk about this is because i never had the education Mm-hmm. I feel like about voting, maybe the only person who kind of talked to me about it was my grandmother on my dad's side, but she really didn't like educate me on how the voting system works or why it's important to vote or just the difference that we make in our communities or how especially local elections play a part in um, the local laws when we think about stuff like abortion and all the things that's been happening around that this year, like if you are a woman and you chose not to go vote, when you can't get an abortion in your state, don't be looking crazy at everybody, baby girl. Because that Republican that's been on the the board for the last 15 years because no other people are running, no other, no people are voting Democrat or even the party that is like basically the middleman. Mm-hmm. 
then we keep getting these same people. You can't be mad about the changes that's happening. I feel like the person who really kind of changed my mind about this was Amanda Seals out of all people mm-hmm. because she kind of like really talks about it, but for real, like really tell you what is the importance of voting? What does all of this stuff look like? And, um, yeah, I felt really proud that I did it. Like, I looked up the research on who was in the area. And yeah. I'm kind of, like, starting to really want to be, like, a not a social activist at all, but just more, like, taking a stand in my own community and the stuff that impacts our family, mm-hmm. like, taking a stand and stuff. So I feel good about that. And I feel like if you are a black person, if you are a color person, if you want to see the changes within our not only local communities, but then on a whole wide scale of the United States, like we got to be the ones that create the change. Like just talking about it, just having discourse on podcasts and on TikTok talking about how this dude is doing messed up stuff or why abortion is so bad. All of these conversations literally don't mean anything if we don't get out there and create the change at the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you for uh, learning and being open to what's out there politically, you know? Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people have their opinions about politics, but they never even try to get educated about any of it. Because mm-hmm. all they know is the presidential election. Which, in my opinion, is full bullshit. But the local elections, yeah, that's where it's at. I feel the same way. We actually, like, when I was on Three Strikes, me and Jarvay had a guest come on a podcast, and she was, like, really trying to tell us about voting, and we didn't want to hear nothing she had to say. Like, even just a year ago, my attitude was totally different about politics. Um, And it's hard because of all the systemic systemic oppression that is going on in America to like want to have faith that there can be change but there's people that I see every single day like one of my friends from the Navy her name is Jessica Spencer we're gonna link her and shout her out on the the channel she lives in um Arizona Tempe Arizona and she does a ton of work for her community like she's the one who inspired me to want to start a community refrigerator she has like several several community refrigerators and she don't even work a job all she do is get her veteran benefits to go to school so she's literally taking the little bit of money she has left over after paying her bills to do stuff and promote in the community and get other people to volunteer and help she goes to like meetings and stuff to talk about homelessness and police brutality and like wow on top yeah. of that she is um she's a spanish woman but she she is a white descent and to see somebody like that doing more in the community than me i kind of feel like i gotta do something you know yeah. like it inspires me so shout out to her and shout out to anybody else too that's out here making change in progress doing what they can with what they have and I, I hope this inspired y'all to even find out some information. If you didn't vote this time, there's more elections coming up in April. So start doing your research now. Yeah. Not to mention we got the presidential election coming up next year and child. <laughs> yeah. Get your brooms because it's a mess.
<laughs> you ever seen that movie? No, but it just was funny when you said it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta watch that. I'm gonna start saying it. Don't let me not watch the movie. <laughs> um, we only just have like one more topic to discuss today for Forest Bias. Cherry, do you wanna like share with us <clears throat> um, what we're discussing here? Speaking of using your resources to help the community. Yeah. Um, so Missy Elliott just got a street named after her in Portsmouth, Virginia. In the hood, baby, first of all. Martin Girl. Luther King status. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be funny, but they really only give black people streets in the hood. Like, ever. And we don't live in the hood, but it's like a Martin Luther King street bias. And when they we first moved here, yeah, it's a park right by us. And when we first moved here, Cherry was like, that's interesting. They got a Martin Luther King park. And I was like, but to be honest, it ain't like no really hood areas here. Like if, you know what I mean? Like what was they, where was they going to put it at? On the outskirts of town? Yeah. That, that, that street would have been. Demolished. Girl. Something they would have been doing to it over there. Um. We kind of want to talk about this because this is not an attack on Missy Elliott or her brand or her talent. So, like, please understand that what we are saying doesn't take away from anything that she's contributed to the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is that in our community, we there are so many people that are actively really doing the work to make change Mm -hmm. and it's really frustrating when we see people like celebrities other entertainers athletes that do not contribute or do not contribute as much as they could to Mm -hmm. the community once they get fame and stuff it's like they get their money and they get out the hood they never look back they never think about building up the community and then they come back however many years later and say, oh, I got a street named after me. But what are you doing in the community? Like, literally. I think, I feel like people, like, donate to charities and stuff. But that's a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you actually doing to improve the community that you came from, improve the community that you live in. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's rare for people to actually reach back and lift the community up once they get on. Yeah. And it's like, now you have the resources. So what are, what are we doing here? I totally agree with that. There is very few, I feel like, celebrities. And, like, you don't even have to be a celebrity because there's some people who just have access to wealth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they do not care. Um, But, like, think about, like, LeBron James. He has, like, Promise Academy. There's so much that he does for the city of Akron, Ohio. um, That's not just a tax write-off. You know, there's so many times that he's, like, actually physically there in the community, there at events they're training the kids at whatever training camp that he didn't set up and stuff like giving people access to opportunities that they would not have it without the programs that he put in place in the community. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is the type of stuff that like we need to see that we need from these people who are put on these high pedestals. Mm -hmm. And like, this is kind of like leading into our next piece of conversation is just, I feel like celebrities, they just get put on this huge platform just for whatever 
amount of um, success that they had in whatever field they in, whether it's acting, whether it is being a music artist, whatever they do, as soon as they start getting famous, everybody's just like putting them on, on some type of level, like they deserve to be listened to or they deserve that everything that they says have value or they deserve a street name after them but it's like where is the real work key to the city and if there's no real work happening then you know that's fine there's still going to be people that complain and say like well why aren't they giving back more and then there's going to be those people that say well they don't have to they worked hard for their money and stuff like that and it's like that doesn't take away from their work, but why would you not want to do it? Yeah. It don't make sense to me. Yeah. It don't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's like, I don't remember who said it or where this was from. I know we brought it up on one of the episodes, but whoever said, was it you? What? I don't know. Like, if I if they have money but they still gotta visit their family in the hood, mm-hmm. like let's let's try to get everybody at least in a better environment. Like not getting them out of the hood necessarily making, and taking care of them, but making like, the hood not a dangerous place to live, a safe yeah. space. Now the thing is that all this stuff is systemic and we know that we alone cannot solve the issues, mm-hmm. but that's why we need people who have the financial resources and the platform where they can reach and engage with other people to help bring resources into our community. Yeah. Nobody's asking you to resolve the issues that like slavery cause. We're asking you, what can you do in this moment with the resources that you have, the information that you have, the connections that you have now that you have access to this, whatever industry you in, that's what we're asking you to do is, like, make a difference, my dude. Like, yeah. what's not clicking, Steven? I don't understand. It's just, like, really weird to me. Like, I don't know. Me personally, just the way that I am in my own close personal relationships, I'm always, like, thinking about the other people that I care about, if they are okay, if they have everything that they need. And then, like, once your needs are met, once your family's needs are met, you're able to have like less stress about those things and now you can start your mind expands to say okay my family's good but like you know i went to go visit my cousin the other day and i noticed it was like really littered up over there like i can organize the community event to pick to clean up the neighborhood stuff that literally that don't even cost you money yeah so I don't understand how people get to this certain level of success where those thoughts don't even cross their mind. It's like, it goes back to that Lil Wayne conversation, how he was like, racism don't affect him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you are so dumb. You are really dumb (laughs) and selfish because, okay, so you personally don't feel like racism doesn't affect you no more because you got enough money to get into whatever door that you're talking about. You're literally signed to a white man. But first of all, this is the same conversation (laughs) Jay-Z was having that we talked about on the podcast where he felt like because he's black, he's not getting even more money into the good old boys club. And it's just like, y'all are so lost. Y'all are so 
thirsty for even more money, even though you have everything you could possibly need, that you ain't even thinking about everybody else around you. Yeah. We about to eat y'all niggas up so bad. Like, when I tell you, when people finally feel empowered enough to truly eat the rich and what that means Mm -hmm. on an economic level, they are going to be shocked and stunned. It's going to be like, you know, when you watch those, those Hollywood stories and they'd be like, I had everything in front of me I always wanted. And next thing you know, I lost it all. And there's going to be no sympathy or remorse for them because that's the energy they kept for our communities. Yeah. Come on now. It's going to be their loss. Well, we are, um, you know, treating you guys at the end of the show here with a brand new segment. How do you feel about introducing a new segment? Like, are you excited to have a new segment? Yeah, I was trying to like give a little segue with the what I said. Oh, what you said? You was just gonna jump into the topic and not say like we got a new segment. Like you're not gonna like uh, tell them what the segment is. You just gonna jump in like. And by the way, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got a new segment. What's it called? The breaks. The breaks. Cherry chose his name, and I was like, cool. I like it. Yeah. I ain't want to tell you this in the moment, but it kind of reminds me of um, the breakdown. Wait, what is it called? The get down? Yeah, the get down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the breaks is our new segment. I feel like as a wellness podcast, wellness is not just centered around your mental health. It's not just centered around self-care. It's not just centered around issues in your community. Wellness is like the wholeness of yourself. Mm-hmm. And we are multifaceted beings. You know, we got all kind of interests. And I feel like as the show continues to grow, we're going to continue to show more parts of ourselves. And this new segment is just like another doorway into our lives and like who we are as people, how we think and perceive life. And we really just want to talk about music. Yeah. Cherry and I are super lovers of music and the music industry and really everything yeah songwriting production like we're here for it so this music this music segment is going to encapsulate music but it's not going to be specific to just like tea or like uh oh baby Mm. you poor thing (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, it's going to be a little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. what what are we discussing in this segment outside of uh, Missy Elliott and her getting a street named after her and shame of you, Portsmouth. <laughs> like, child. Um, All them shootings they got up there, they should have asked her for some money on them hospital bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They won't and she won't pay. But anyways. <laughs> um, so on on today. Not you stealing her <laughs> shit after you dragged her for it last week. So, <laughs> I hope she's doing okay. But it got rough over there. Anyways. On the breaks. You wanna um start with like the music of the week? What are you listening to? Uh, 
Okay, if you want to jump right into it, let's get into it. Go ahead. You've been listening. Be proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop listening to this Drake and 21 Savage album, Her Loss. It's... My stomach's everything I can right now. It's just bop after bop after bop. And I can't bring myself to turn it off. There's only slight shame. I'm going to be honest. Be honest with us. It's not a lot of shame because I know where I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's just it's it's my kind of rap. I like to feel like I'm like I'm that nigga. Okay, baby. And it contributes to that, and uh, the beats, oh my gosh, I know you heard it hitting in the car. I didn't hear it hitting in the car, I'm going to be honest with you, because the way that I am so zoned out and so far removed from Drake, I can't even, I can't even. I, it won't, it hasn't even really hit my ears. It's like, you know I could zone out, it's nothing to me. It's a problem. <laughs> I'm saying it like it's a good thing. It's nothing. I'm out here doing it. Um, y'all about to see me go into a low vibration, and I apologize, you know, for this. But I'm working on myself here, and I'm I'm always going to be upfront and honest with the mm-hmm. podcast about the spaces that I'm still growing in, and uh, what I was saying about being, you know, a judgy Judy. I'm about to get Judgy Judy on Cherry because I feel some type of way about it. I feel some type of way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing against 21 Savage. I think he's a great artist. Mm-hmm. He's talented. I genuinely like him. Something about his vibe is attractive to me. You know what I mean? It's my baby daddy. It's okay. You can, We can all get along. Um, <laughs> not sure you're trying to get me in a poly relationship. Hold on. Um, it's okay because I got my side nigga too. Lucky, will you and that girl break up? Holler at me. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so <laughs> y'all see how different energy Cherry was when she was. Talk about Lakeith versus what she was talking about 21. I That's said, my baby baller. I said we can get along. I wouldn't even put him on child support or nothing, girl. Like uh, This saying we can get along is different from let's start a relationship. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said to hit me up. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody, girl. Listen, I'm jumping from relationship to relationship. Well, listen... I slightly mentioned this before on other episodes, but who I am right now, because this could change in the future, who knows, I might have more personal growth and I could be the type of person like Cherry who um, chooses to separate the music from the artist. 
but who mm. I am right now. I like the way you said that. It's giving R. Kelly. I don't like that. And we'll get there shortly. Don't you worry. <laughs> because it very much <laughs> is giving R. Kelly, baby. And that's what I'm trying to connect with you on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start sounding like a hotep, but our people is so lost. <laughs> our people are lost in the streets to this hip hop music now hip music can put you on a high vibration and it can put you on a low vibration we've talked about this you can use Mm -hmm. music to manipulate your own energy based on what you it is that music makes you feel Mm -hmm. so for one person 21 savage like you it could be very high vibrational because it makes you feel good you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it makes you feel something now for me when i hear drake's music it makes me feel something and it is not good it's Mm -hmm. not good at all it immediately lowers my vibration to a angry place it makes me feel frustrated. It makes me feel saddened. And nothing is wrong with those emotions. But then, like I said, those emotions are, are reflections of something else going on in, inside of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. So that's why, for me, that music is, is low vibration or whatever. It's just like... um. You know what I'm saying? I would never put that on my plate. <laughs> wow. That be having a low vibration. I would never play. put I would never put the new Drake and Twenty One Savage on my playlist. That's crazy. The like, sauce is dripping. It's just low vibrational. That's wild. Um listen. Mm-hmm. Drake is questionable to me. I feel that he's been accused of certain things. I think also the people that he keep around him have um, been accused in a court of law of certain things. Mm-hmm. And it is a representation of who he is as a person and his brand. Because it's no way that I'm hanging out with somebody that has been charged for the traffic of, of people. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not paying, putting money on their books. This is the same conversation people have about Nicki Minaj. And we know that because of the sexism in the music industry, they hold people to an entire different standard. Nicki is losing barbs left and right because she married that dude, Kenneth Petty. And here Which, we are, got everybody <laughs> jimmy jamming, shimmying all over TikTok to the new Drake. Who's participating in the the very same behaviors, and if not worse, he's been known for grooming in the industry, grooming female artists that are underage or very young. Drake is in his 30s now, and he'll be seen with a girl that's 18-year-old. I personally have an issue with that because an 18-year-old is mentally a child. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of manipulation that goes into that, just the logical question of what does a 35 and an 18-year-old have in common And even when you think about what places do I have to be as a 32-year-old woman to be in common with an 18-year-old? What am I doing there? And why don't any people in my own age group want to date me? Mm -hmm. If I'm all that. Listen, I don't have any argument against anything that you're saying. 
<clears throat> but right? the music is just too good that you just have to continue to support it and listen to it and give more money and energy. Yeah. Our people are lost. Look. 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 I'm looking. (laughs) (laughs) Drake has always been who people are seeing him as now. He's been that since he first came out. And it's really great that you are standing on your beliefs this way. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not judging it. I don't have anything negative to say about it because it's valid. He's a piece of shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> It's been all in his music since the start. I don't know how anybody else has missed it. Like, it's been there. I think maybe because I saw it from the start, it's like, I just, I'm enjoying the music. I don't know him personally. He's not manipulating me. And at this moment, I can't do anything about who he is manipulating. Don't, I don't want to continue to go back and forth about it, I guess. Because that's not going to change your perspective and point of view. And that's like what makes me be in a low vibration. It's like when I feel like the need to go back and forth with people and try and convince them of like my belief or my opinion. Like, guys, if you find yourself mm-hmm. doing that, take a deep breath and just be like, okay, you got it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can't make people change. You can't people make people understand and sometimes you might have growth in your life and you might be more understanding their point of view as well. Because I've also been in that position sometimes. But this is just something that I truly care about and it's not specific to Drake. It's the music industry in a in whole. We put these people at a certain um, level and then they can't be taken down from that because now they have so much fame and so much money and so much access that mm-hmm. we can't stop it. Even now, like you mentioned R. Kelly, there's people who still will listen to R. Kelly after the documentaries, after the police reports, after the court cases in 10,000 different cities. And I hate to bring this up, but there's artists like Trey Songs, Chris Brown. Um, what I mentioned before in a previous episode about the many different athletes that have um, been convicted of assault and abuse and violence and they just get put back on the team after a little suspension after the cut case go down and our community has to start standing up for this because what we are doing is creating an environment that's not only safe for them to thrive but safe for them to continue to influence our community and the community that is uh, directly affecting in my opinion is black men Mm-hmm. There's black men of a certain age group and they ain't got the same energy that black men of older age groups have. It started in our generation, but this one under of us, oh my God, it's scary down there. It's scary. It's gotten to the point where now women have to remove men from the equation and center themselves because niggas are so selfish. Well, see... What can we really do about the influence on other 
Black I feel men. like us personally, us having these conversations, that's what we're doing. That's what we but can do. But they don't listen. They literally have stopped listening to this podcast because but, we started talking about some real shit. You know what is interesting? Because today um, when I was making the content, I was um, actually thinking that it would be really cool. Because when I opened up your phone, first I'm like on your account or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I seen... I don't remember who it was, but it was somebody that you follow and they was hosting um, a black man's yoga class. And I was like, this is fucking dope. I think it was Brenton. Okay, well, shout out to him. Like, yeah. that is awesome, like, to create these safe spaces. Unfortunately, for some reason, when we have these conversations, a lot of men, they get on the defense. They start to feel attacked instead of, oh, this is the energy of I'm trying to help you, like what I was just saying. Mm-hmm. And that's my energy there's nothing that I can do for that because at this point I've accepted who I am and I'm not t- toning it down for nobody. Mm-hmm. You either can catch this message or you're just not in the space in your journey for personal growth on this level. I can't reach back and try and pull somebody up out of whatever darkness they in that is keeping them in a limited belief system. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. People yeah. uh, have a limited belief so they don't see more for themselves. They don't see... Uh, ideal healthy relationship for themselves so they okay with existing in toxicity they don't see themselves as being somebody that's empowered or influential so they okay with just doing whatever and treating women however and stuff I don't know what to do about that like a few weeks ago Ro had did this live on YouTube with this guy and they created the conversation and first of all it rubbed me the wrong way when I opened up the video and it was like why are women masculine <laughs> and this guy like he was basically saying is that men need to be masculine and women need to be for more feminine and so I put a comment in the chat because it was alive I'm like you know we all need that energy we all need feminine and masculine we need to be balanced in that and that's the disconnect for men and women it's because either one or both of us at the same time are trying to coexist in either of those spaces and not balanced in our own energy. We'd be too worried about the other person. Like somebody too worried about me being masculine and being like in a certain tone of voice to tell them something instead of worrying about their own energy of being in the feminine and receiving that. Mm -hmm. So like it has to be other black men that create these safe spaces because they don't feel safe with women. And that's the honest truth of it. That's my personal truth of it is because if they did they would come and get this healing it wouldn't be like yeah i'm sick of hearing these bitches talk about this because although we make some comments about men i really don't feel like it's that degrading or to the level that some podcasts are like anti-man or anti-woman like Mm -hmm. i don't think that like i personally don't feel like anything that i'm saying is like a detriment to men right now i don't think i'm saying anything for them to be like oh, this bitch be talk. all she do is talk shit about men. Like, I really want the health and the wellness. Maybe something I could do is try and host a meditation class for men only. But I don't think that I create those safe spaces for men. I think that it definitely has to come from the men. Like, as far as if we all made the decision not to support um Certain artists. Certain or... artists and only support ones that are more uplifting or seem to be more uplifting. 
Right, because we don't know what they be doing the ones yeah. that don't share their private lines. And I understand your point about that, your perspective on you don't know them personally and stuff like that. But I think that when it gets to this large scale of them having such an influence over our community, that's when it's like, okay, well, what can we do? Everybody, it's just like politics. If we all don't make the decision to make a change, then things are going to remain... <laughs> then things are going to remain the same. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, um, I'm trying to think, was like there anything else that I really wanted to add to that? I feel like I said what I had to say, and I didn't even get low vibrational. Shout out to me. Because when me mm-hmm. and Jerry had this conversation off the podcast, I was getting kind of raw, you know? It was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> girl, but you need to hear this. <laughs> So, um, I, I feel like just anything from to take away from this segment is just like what it is that you choose to support or even what it is that you choose to, you know, put into your environment and things like that and how that is influencing you. If you can, you know, listen to watch certain shows and they f- bring fulfillment to your life, whereas it might bring somebody else um you know other feelings like you got to do what's best for you and do what supports you and be present in your own journey like if you like to watch Kanan Cherry love Kanan <laughs> and like I'm not really that girl that watched those shows because I don't like a whole bunch of like violence like killing and yeah. abuse happening shows even though the show is good, like when me and Cherry watch it, I'll be all in and I'll be like, so the mama got me fucked up. You know what I mean? I'll be in there with her and I understand why she enjoys that and that, why that brings her happiness. And I don't be trying to tell her like, you shouldn't watch Kane and it's got all that <laughs> violence in it. It's bringing your vibration down because it ain't bringing Cherry's vibration down. Like it's not really for me to judge what brings her fulfillment is for me to support her in those things. You yeah. know what I mean? And like I can watch that, but I had to stop watching Law and Order. That was bringing me down. I feel like that was a lifelong journey. Like, it was because it took everything in me to stop watching SVU because I literally grew up watching it. But as I started growing and trying to acknowledge what was going on in my life, specifically my anxiety issues, mm. it has a lot to do with that show just being fed to me mm-hmm. every week. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like really particular in the stuff that I will let the kids watch and play and stuff like that. And I'm probably one of the strict strictest moms that I know. Like when it's something say for 13 years old, you ain't 13, you're not watching that. And sometimes you still not watching it at 13. Like yeah. uh, last week, my kid's dad asked me if it was okay if Max play uh, Modern Warfare. And I was like, nigga, no. Yeah. Like, the last thing Max needs to be exposed to is all that shooting and killing and shit. Like, hell to the motherfucking no. He's already aggressive and not mildly. Yeah. Like, well, how is that going to be beneficial to him? Whereas, like, there's other people I know, their kids be playing GTA. And they the same age as my kids. And I'm not going to judge them on what they choose for their kids. But as for me and my house, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, this is no for me, dog. Yeah. So... I, I totally understand what you mean. But at the end of the day, you got to worry about yourself. Like, 
I'm going to just go ahead and slide in. What am I making time for this week? And that is minding my goddamn business. <laughs> I'm minding my goddamn business this week. What you making time for? <laughs> um, I don't want to say rest again because honestly. <laughs> Remember when we had this conversation? This is an intention. This is literally a manifestation. So, like, right now, I just said, I'm out to mind my business. The universe is about to present me with several opportunities to not mind my business. I bet you, sometime today or tomorrow, one of my friends going to call me trying to spill some tea and get me to indulge in it. Like, yeah, girl, and you know so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm going to have to mind my goddamn business. You almost hit the bag. Oh, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Stop. Please Stop. <laughs> Um, she's trying to turn me into the third friend, the third wheel of her and Twan, and it's not gonna happen. Like it's already Twan's happening. already bestie, but I'm not joining in that thing that you guys have. It's just gonna have to be for you too, because mm-hmm. I can't be out here operating like a black gay man. It's not happening. I mean, it's just. It's Do you think already- I'm already given? It's we're already rubbing off on you. That's what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. You don't operate like a black gay man. It took me a long time to accept that I was. (laughs) (laughs) I did not want to. I didn't want to accept it, but (laughs) the proof is in the pudding. It's there. It's just. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Um, yeah, so basically what I was saying is that the universe is going to present you with more opportunities to rest because you have had opportunities. I feel like, (laughs) I don't think so, baby, because I feel like you have moments through the day where you could literally just be doing nothing and I will even challenge you and be like, why don't you just chill out? Like, and you'd be like, I mean, does something need done? Do I need to do this? Or like, why? So like Janet Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so what you make it time for? I want to make time for this coursework because I want to get it done. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share with the podcast what you're talking about? Oh, I guess you guys don't know, huh? They don't know <laughs> nothing. You'll be telling them anything. I try. Okay. <clears throat> so I started um, one of the Google certification programs. I'm doing it for IT. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I just started, this is the official first week. I have to figure out how to make time for it. So yeah. You got time, girl. This is what I was reflecting on last week is that, so I pretty much just, decided that I was not going to do any more work for my last class. I started a new class yesterday mm-hmm. and I was present and I was like, I'm probably going to either fail this class or get like a really low passing grade. Mm-hmm. And I just accepted it. Cause I didn't have no more energy to go into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, what the fuck was I going with this point? 
Um, well, I'm figuring out how to make time. Oh, yeah. But then me and you was having a conversation. And honestly, last week for at least three or four days, I was playing The Sims. Mm-hmm. I was, it, this Scorpio season, like I said last week, it was it was really getting me down. Yeah. And I had to be present in that and just not do anything because I didn't have the energy to do that schoolwork. It just was like I couldn't do it. I just had to be present in my avoidance. And I accept the consequences of it. So, I mean, it's like we do be having time. Like, I had the time to get the work done. I didn't even have the kids last week. I had all week to catch up on my work. I really did. But I I chose not to. So, that's what you need. You know, when you guys make your intention for the week, reflect on the past intentions that you have set. Have you been actually... um, consistent in your efforts with actually trying to achieve your weekly goal you know what I mean Mm -hmm. have you been uh, you know overwhelming yourself with your goal are you like asking yourself for too much more than the energy that you have to give to something Mm. like you know this is all questions I've been asking myself I'm just basically sharing my diary of this <laughs> I'm gonna see what her Christmas album is in for. You is? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can go get some of her tea out of Starbucks and just make it a moment. Like, she got tea? Yeah. Um, you know, for somebody that says that I really don't like Alicia Keys, I'm low key obsessed with her. So I could talk about how um, <laughs> she. Uh, anyways. Mm hmm. That's neither here nor there. I won't say nothing else about that lady and her husband. But one of the things, one gift that Swiss Beats gifted her, I think, I don't remember how recent this is, but I think we talked about it on the blank space before. So that's why I know about it. But he gifted her with a tea brand inside of Starbucks. So she actually has her own tea in Starbucks. I don't think it's, it doesn't say like Alicia Keys tea or nothing like that. It's like mm-hmm. very regular, you know what I'm saying? Like but that. she owns it. That's how you got to do branding because white people won't buy your shit if they know it's black. I ain't trying to be funny, but. It's true though. That's why we lose money in our community because we literally choose to buy things that we think it has more value. And it's usually something that um, is white owned because that's what they tell us is luxury. Mm-hmm. We can choose to make anything luxury. The way that we decided that Brandon Blackwood was luxury and Telfar was luxury, like, Be Better could be luxury, but y'all won't buy our shit. So, that's that on that. Because <laughs> yeah. black, black all, all by, by itself, itself is luxury. luxury. Oh, I had to put that sound in now. Put it in, baby. <laughs> well, without further ado... <clears throat> I've, I've got, got time. time.